Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that asks the why questions of hiking, the podcast that asks hikers how has hiking changed them and how are they changing the world around them. That's right. You're listening to the Hiker Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Hiker Podcast. Thank you to our sponsor, CS Instant Coffee, the best instant coffee you will find on the campsite, on the trail, in your pack. It's just that good. Go to the link in the description of this episode or go to hikerpodcast.com for all the different ways to get yourself some CS Instant Coffee, and it does help out the show. Also, Kanak Outdoors, makers of the carbon fiber cork trekking poles, the, 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 the poles I try to break but can't break, the best trekking poles, period. I, I haven't found a better pair. I've broken high-end poles like Lucky's. I've broken Lucky's. I've tried to break Kanak couldn't do it i i took the cannot poles on on trail on the same trail that i broke the leckies and couldn't do it i've been trying to break those poles for over a year now it can't be done at least that's my opinion um thank you Kanak outdoors um gilad and his whole crew down there up there down there <laughs> i live south of them uh up in portland those poles are handmade in portland oregon you don't want to mess around with those poles they are amazing also of course all of your um Food and uh, and water storage needs. They they, they got you covered um, with the Vecto and the Fisica, and they have the uh, if you if you like to uh, have some dehydrated meals on the trail, they have a little a little thing for that too. Link in the description. Also, cannot forget Sawyer. You'll hear more from Sawyer Sawyer Products here in a moment, but they are of course sponsoring this episode. And last but not least, Patreons like you who make this podcast possible. So thank you all so much to sponsor this podcast. I know that's a lot, but you know what? They're amazing and they make this happen. Thank you all for taking the time to listen. If you want to hear more from the Hiker Podcast or all the different ways to listen to the Hiker Podcast, go to hikerpodcast.com. And yeah, I'm super excited about this week's episode. Nelson Holland, if you have not followed him on the TikToks, do it now. Pause this episode. And well, maybe you need to know where, where where to listen to. No, don't pause the episode. Listen to him through the episode. But I had an amazing conversation. Before we get into that conversation, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, Sawyer Products, who have been amazing to me. Um, not only do they have the Sawyer Squeeze, which all of you, I'm sure, if you're, you're, you're filtering water on the trail, you're likely using a Sawyer Squeeze. But also um, all the products to keep insects and insect-borne diseases off of you on the trail this winter, spring, and summer. So without any further ado, after a quick word, so there's a do, but after a quick word from Sawyer, my conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, the TikToker, the influencer, the kick-butt hiker, that's right, all the way from the Rocky Mountains 
my conversation with Nelson Holland. We're Sawyer, and since 1984, we've been creating technically better solutions for peace of mind in the outdoors. Why? Because we believe everyone deserves to be safe. We believe nature wants to be explored. We believe industry standards should be exceeded. We believe nonprofits deserve some of ours. And we believe the outdoors is a place for community from the backcountry to the backyard. We're more than an outdoor company. And we believe a thank you is due to anyone who supports our products. Because of you, we spent a decade teaming up with over 140 charities in 80 countries, bringing Sawyer water filtration systems to people in need all around the world. You help us aid refugees, disaster zones, and life-saving efforts around the world, perhaps without even knowing it. So thank you from everyone here at Sawyer. Together, we are saving millions of lives. I'm so excited to have our next guest on the show, outdoorsman, hiker, TikToker. If you're not following this guy on TikTok, you're, you're, you are missing out, especially if you love the outdoors. Nelson Holland is on the show. Nelson, how you doing today? Not too bad. How you doing, Andy? Doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. So before we get talking, just introduce yourself. You know, let us know who you are, where you come from. Anybody who you know, meet on the trail may might want to know something about you. That's like that kind of thing, you know? Okay, um, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, my name is Nelson on social media, Fat Black and Getting It. Um, I'm from New York originally, but I came to Colorado about eight years ago, and it changed my life. Um being in New York, I, I had experienced nature, but Colorado just like changed what I even thought nature was. Uh, you get off the plane and you you see Rocky Mountains and you're just stunned. And I really never had any concept of the fact that you could explore there before I got here. So obviously seeing something so beautiful, I had to go on in there and see what I could see. I found Rocky Mountain National Park. The first time I saw elk walking through Estes, it changed my life. I turned into like a five-year-old kid again. Like I really hadn't had experiences in nature like that since like middle school, you know, it's just something I had lost. And uh, at that point I was still really just like driving around and experiencing nature. But, you know, I, I realized it wasn't as an intimate experience as I wanted. So then I kind of stumbled on hiking really, uh, just tried it out. I always saw people getting out the cars and walking around. So I walked and walked further and further. Uh, one day I like literally stumbled on a mountain. I never hiked a mountain before. I tried to do it during a lunch break, horrible idea, but I did it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just changed um, my physical health, my mental health and the way I saw nature, which by proxy, the way I see the world. Talk a little bit about growing up in New York. What was your experience with nature and the outdoors before getting to Colorado? So I actually was in uh, Cub Scouts. I think I was only in Boy Scouts for a year or two. Didn't make it too far. But so I had some experiences uh, upstate New York. Um, but that's that's kind of far, right? Like I, I can't drive as a kid and my parents work. Um, you, you definitely can't take. Uh, a quick bus to any of those trails up there. So all those beautiful hikes upstate New York and those gorges were just something that wasn't very 
accessible to me. But we did have beaches, right? Um, I, I, I lived 15 minutes away from the beach, but I never, from the Atlantic Ocean. But I, I, I rarely went because it was always so crowded on the weekends when everybody went. And, you know, the police presence is so high in New York, especially in an area of like Brooklyn or, or Long Island. And I didn't necessarily feel comfortable in those spaces. Um, so I never looked at that as nature. Um, and, you know, we even have some state parks there and forests and they're, they're squirrels. But you get deer walking through town there. I never really saw that as nature either. Like, you know, people... A lot of people consider that literally vermin. Like it might as well be raccoons <laughs> yeah. and squirrels to a lot of uh, Long Islanders out there. And yeah, I just, there was nature all around me, but I, I literally didn't notice it. Now when I go back, I'm like, oh yeah, there's this hike I've never done. And yeah, we should totally catch this sunrise or this sunset on the beach. I've talked to a lot of my New Yorker friends since about this type of things. And yeah, like we take it for granted. We don't see it like that. You you live in the rat race over there, so you don't really ever take time to smell the roses. But Colorado, like, you just can't ignore the the Rocky Mountains, and yeah, it just changed everything for me. Why do you think that is? Uh, having grown up in a large city myself, um, and I know there's there are other reasons as well, but you grow up in a, a big city and you have nature not far from you, um, but for some reason the city can sometimes suck you in. And you never take the time to get into it. Why do you think, for so many, um, that is, that that's the case? And I I also hear from like people they they, they live in Los Angeles and they, they grew up there and the whole life they they were five minutes from the beach but they never saw the ocean before. Why do you think that is for so many? Yeah, I guess just you know kind of caught up in your daily routine and space. Um, I definitely think for certain communities, you know, it's not accessible necessarily. And I definitely think. For certain communities, um, historically, they just haven't been in those spaces, so they don't even really know about them in that way. But uh, yeah, it's just, I I think mostly people are just caught up in their nine to fives and trying to rest on the weekend and don't see this as maybe a worthwhile activity for the 48 hours they get to spend leisurely in their life, if they even have that. So I have to ask, you're in New York, what brought you out west? Uh, really just uh, just kind of a whim. Um, I was working at FedEx at the time, and you can transfer to any state, um, even London or Mexico. Uh, so I, I was thinking about going to London and Mexico, but I decided I was going to stay in the States first. And I kind of had this idea of like, you know, traveling to every state for six months and I knew I would have a job. Right. And, uh, yeah, once again, like seeing the Rocky mountains, I was like, Oh, I'm going to have a good time here. Maybe I'll be here, you know, more than six months to a year. Maybe I'll stay here two years. But then, you know, the first time I went to Boulder, Colorado and did a hike over there, the first time I saw a herd of bison, you know, got surrounded by a herd of bison, uh, in my car. The first time I saw elk just walking through the town, uh, you know, the first time I saw a moose 30 yards away from me, um, yeah, those those type of experiences. I'm like, yeah, I, I just I can't leave that now. It's, it's just changed everything about me. So you you alluded to this earlier and I, I have to ask you, you talked about how, you know, being in being in New York and certain public spaces, there was a high police presence as a, as a black man. What has been the response 
being on trail and having even online, not just on the trail, such a, such a high profile and, and being outdoorsy. Cause you're, you're for all, let's just be honest. You're not what the stereotypical American outdoors person looks like, you know, it's usually white, very fit, you know, they're conquering mountains, you know, um, and as, as a black man, as a plus size black man, um, you, you don't fit that stereotype. So what's been your reaction both online and and on the trail, something that maybe me as a white guy would never even realize. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think um, people that aren't in these specific communities do realize it. Um, the The online reception actually has been pretty great. And it's, it's the reason why I'm kind of exposed on social media now. I found a community that I never knew existed because the on-trail experience for me it's like in super friendly neighborhoods, like the most, you know, I, I hate to say it, but it, it seems to be the most liberal places, right? Like they they'll yeah, definitely yeah. accept me and wave me, wave to me and say hi. But even in the liberal places, when you get to super affluent areas um, or like in super conservative places that are super beautiful. Yeah. The reception I get on trail is definitely not the same. Um, and as you get like, as you go up in age, the reception I get is like even worse. I've got some really dirty looks. I haven't had anything crazy happen. I've heard some horror stories and thank, thank God that nothing crazy has happened to me. But yeah, I'm not getting like the friendly waves that, that you might on trail. And actually the funniest thing is uh, I'm like pretty familiar with the trails that I go to. So I often see like people are lost or I'll hear them talking and they don't know where they're going and I'll offer help. But because I look the way that I do, people assume I have no idea what I'm talking about and they'll just keep wandering lost. Like I'll, I'll see them on my way back, you know, I couldn't I couldn't imagine. And uh, that's got to be incredibly frustrating and tiring to have to to go through that and explain yourselves and explain, you know, I have a, I'm here too. I'm taking up space here too. Um, what is it about though, the, the online community that's been encouraging in that respect? It's, it's like completely opposite, right? They're like happy to see me on trail. They all wish that they can meet me on trail. Um, everybody's so body positive. Cause I don't think that it's just that I'm black, like uh, heavy hikers definitely get, um, some of the same looks and people that use poles definitely get some of the same looks uh, just from some of the more fit hikers out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely get like body positivity love. And I found like a community of heavier hikers. Um, uh, yeah, it's, online is just completely different. People are always sharing interesting spots to me. Actually, a place that I went literally yesterday, uh, I had been there before but I didn't know you could kind of get to the backside of the trail to see these beautiful view of mountains. And if you know anything about me, you know, I'm in it for the views, really. That's, that's how this whole thing started. Um, so the mountain peak views is like, you know, that's something that I couldn't see in New York and it just drives me wild. Every time I see them, just stare at that for hours. Um, so yeah, some a follower told me, you know, how to get to the backside of the, the mountain and, uh, I saw this beautiful view that I showed on video, you know, shared with a bunch of other people. It's so it's, you know, right. It's, it's pretty inclusive and people aren't really gatekeeping me on there. And people definitely do kind of gatekeep you, um, you know, in, in, in real life communities. 
if you meet a good friend, they'll tell you about a spot, but you're not just going to like, you know, stumble upon one from a lot of the, the Boulderites in the area, you know? So yeah, uh, it's, it's just completely different. And, uh, people are so much more accepting and, and really boost me, you know, they like motivate me and inspire me on the days that I'm not really wanting to do it. So it's completely opposite. And you've been very involved online and also in the, the outdoor like gear community. I know you went to the, um, I forget what it's called. The out, the outdoor retailers expo deal thing. Am I right on that? Yeah. Uh, outdoor retailers, no show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've you've been super involved with uh, Queen Work, and you even you even met the governor of Colorado and got him to do a TikTok, which is freaking awesome. Um, how has been the the industry uh, as a big guy getting in talking with the outdoor industry about inclusion and and not only size inclusion but but representation? What has been your experience there? Um. Very new to it. Uh, Queen Works has been a blessing. I'm glad you shouted her out because she's definitely helped me, you know, and will continue to help me and been, you know, the best resource I've had when meeting all these people. It was actually her idea to do the TikToks with the governor. And if you haven't seen hers, hers is way better than mine. So check that out. Um, but yeah, it, it's a new space for me, but I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, I never saw myself as, you know, like, an influencer or an advocate uh, a year ago. I just saw myself as a guy that liked hiking, right? But the people have kind of boosted me into this space and uh, I'm happy to do it. So far, no negative feedback, right? People are just, you know, um, willing to hear what I have to say and, you know, wanting to see me do my own thing. I'm actually hoping to start a business soon and you know, maybe, maybe get boosted even more by, by all these people that are uh, in this space and help boost them too. learning about like some amazing advocacy groups in the area. I always like to shout out Elk Environmental Learning for Kids. I mean, like just, I I didn't know about any of these places a year ago. Um, And now I just want to share the world, share them with the world, just like I share these views. So shifting gears a little bit, Let's talk a little bit about simply hiking. What what it's done for for you and the benefits it's, it's done for you. You're you're always out there. You're you're getting out there. You're constantly on the trail, seeing your Instagram and your TikToks. How how has hiking just changed your whole perspective on on life in general? How is it? Uh, how has the outdoors made you different? Um. I mean, so, you know, the main pillars, I guess, would be physically, right? I've, I've lost weight and became active again. And like a lot of us heavy hikers, I have a bad relationship with food. So the weight fluctuates, but I'm always, it always motivates me to get out, right? I never go more than a week without doing a hike because this is just like my hobby now. and I love to do it and it's beautiful. Um, it's changed what nature meant for me. Uh, you know, I, I'd never seen, you know, a bald eagle or a, a moose or anything like that or an elk up close. Um, and that just like blew my mind. But 
it brought me to a place where now I enjoy walking through, you know, a Long Island forest and seeing a robin, right? Which that just wasn't something that I really valued when I was in New York or even just the, the raccoons that we see, right? I think baby raccoons are like some of the most adorable animals I've ever seen. Um, so it's definitely helping that way. And then mentally, like it definitely is my therapy. Like it, that I don't have a therapist. And when I'm stressed, I find myself running to the mountains and that's what kind of cleanses my soul and resets me and helps me see things in perspective. And so, yeah, it's just like almost literally in all phases of my life now, because I'm hoping to, you know, start a business in a space somewhere near it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just changed all parts of my life, really. Talk a little about that business, if you, if you don't mind sharing. What, 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 what are you doing? Um, well, it's new and I'm still formulating it. So I don't have a name yet and I don't want to jinx it by saying it because I haven't got it yet. But I'm definitely thinking about doing some guided hikes because I know people are definitely interested in that. Um, but I also want to figure out a way to boost uh, the voices of all these amazing advocacy groups that I'm finding out. Um, not exactly sure how to do that. Need some help if anybody out there knows, definitely contact me. But uh, yeah, that's I, I need that to be part of this business. And I'm just not sure how anybody would go about doing that. Very cool. So Nelson, has there been a, a specific experience in the outdoors or a specific hike or time that you you always go back to in, in your mind and heart as, as a time that's like, that's that was essential in, in, in making me the person I am today and in, in, in causing me to fall in love with the outdoors. Yes. I, I don't, I mean, I guess some people forget their stories, but I remember my exact pr progression and I hope I never forget it. So uh, yeah, I always kind of like, you know, a sunset on the beach. Right. So I was, I was willing to do that. There's a spot local to us um, called the Rocky mountain arsenal. And it's got a herd of uh or I guess I should have said local to me, local to Denver, Colorado. And uh, it's got, I heard of about 200 bison. Um, so I went there the first time and I didn't see the 200 bison, but when you look west, you have like a full range of the Rocky Mountains. You can find this video on my social media pages. Um, people loved it because I can describe the peaks to you and everything and you, you get a great view of Denver. So basically the view is amazing. Even though I didn't see these bison, I love this view. It's only a quarter mile hike to get to the, the top and it's a, a half trip, a half mile round trip. And I think like a hundred foot of feet of elevation gain is accessible. So it's like, you know, great beginner's hike. Like not, some people wouldn't even call it a hike. Um, so I did that and the sunset there was amazing. You know, it drops right behind the mountains, lights up the clouds, uh, came back, finally saw all these bison. And then I got to the point where I would just hang out there. I would like check emails there. Anytime I had extra time, I would, I would, I would go there. Um, but really at where I'm, where I'm at now, I, I wouldn't call that a hike. So the follow-up to that is uh, went to Boulder, Colorado. I was working Lyft, I think at the time. Um, and I was on like what I would call my lunch break. You know, it's, it's a couple hours that aren't busy. So really only for an hour or two, three hours max, 
I wanted to be out uh, on my lunch break. And I figured, you know, I'm in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Why not have a lunch break hike? Uh, a couple of weeks before that, I had done the hike literally right across the road. And it gives you a pretty cool mountain view. Um, and it's only a quarter mile to get to the top of that. So I did that. And on my way back, the person across the street was like, oh, if you like that, you have to do this hike over here. It's a little bit longer, but I'm sure you can do it. And the view is like 10 times as great. So I was like, all right, I got to do that. At this point in my life, I essentially only did like one mile hikes tops. And like a lot of those were low elevation gain. Um, some of them were at high elevations, but yeah, I definitely hadn't do, mm-hmm. done any like strenuous hiking. Uh, so I didn't even know that existed really. Um, so I thought I could just stumble into this hike on my lunch break. I was hiking Green Mountain in Boulder, Colorado. So I was doing like, you know, a thousand feet of elevation gain, maybe like 3.5 to five mile round trip, probably five miles the way I did it the first time. Um, and yeah, you're getting up to like 9,000 feet, a little under that, like maybe 8,000 feet from six, uh, you know, 7,000 feet. So you're getting up there in elevation too, if you're not adjusted to that elevation. You're like hiking a real mountain, right? So there's like all these different uh, ecosystems that you're kind of going through. Um, and you get the like little rocky points and stuff. Anyway, so I had my sweater vest on because I was driving for lifts. So I was like dressed nice and jeans and like Nikes, but like flat type Nikes, like not even athletic shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I hiked this mountain. You get to the halfway point, which to the halfway point is like, it's not too steep. The grade is probably like, you know, a little less than 10% or something. It was definitely still a hike for me. Uh, it took me about an hour to get halfway, which now takes me, you know, closer to a half an hour. But, uh, yeah, the view from there is awesome. You get an awesome view of Boulder, which has the college area um, and then the whole city behind it. And then you also get a view of like maybe a quarter of this like mountain range that you can see when you get to the top. So I was honestly kind of done there and I wanted to get back to work. But these Boulder rights are like, oh, have you been to the top? You got to keep going. You can make it. It's so much more beautiful. So I gave it a shot. Honestly, none of them should have told me that. I was underprepared. I didn't have water with me, no snacks. I'd never done anything like that before. But yeah, it turns out, right, that the views just kind of pushed me to keep going because it definitely gets more beautiful as you go. You know, more of the mountains get revealed. You get to the top and it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen to that point. You just see like, uh, you know, this is probably like 14 mountain peaks up there that are over... 11,000 feet with like, you know, uh, snow caps on them. Um, the highest of them being Long's Peak, which a lot of, a lot of hikers out there know. But you get an amazing view of Long's Peak. So, uh, and this mountain range. So yeah, I just, you can see the town too. It's not like a perfect 360 from that point, but if you move around a little bit, you get an even better view of Boulder in the surrounding area and on a clear day, you can see all the way into Denver. Um, yeah, it just changed everything about me. Um, it definitely took me like, you know, probably six, seven hours or no, maybe maybe it was like five, five hours to do this five mile trip. I'm, I'm a little bit faster than that now. It doesn't usually take me a mile an hour uh, unless I'm doing the hardest thing in the world, which this is not to anybody in the area that's like hikes at all. 
But for me, it just like changed everything. I was like, if I can hike a mountain in like jeans and a sweater vest, maybe I should like do this more and try this with proper equipment and and the water bottle. Um, so yeah, that hike and that mountain and the, the city of Boulder is definitely what changed all this for me. Oh, I love that story. That's awesome. And it shows even though you should have some, some you know, the 10 essentials of hiking that you don't have to have, you know, necessarily, you know, the right, the quote unquote right shoes or the right shirt. That stuff's helpful. And of course there's things you gotta do to be safe, but you don't always have to have, you know, the next best thing from the next, you know, the biggest outdoor company. And, and it's just cool. I think a lot of us have those experiences where like, it was this hike, it was this trail, it was this mountaintop that was like, this is it for me. Um, That's awesome. What would you tell someone who is wanting to get into the outdoors and they, they just don't know where to start for, for whatever reason, they just, they're scared. Maybe they just, um, don't think they have the right gear. Maybe they just just have always lived in the city and just don't even know where to begin. Um, similar to like you said, you you don't even always have to have um, what people would consider the right gear. Uh, I always, when people ask me um, locally what they should do, I always say just you know walk around a lake. You know, don't do anything that's high elevation gain. Just walk around a lake, see if you like it, figure out how many miles your feet are comfortable with. If you can only do a quarter mile, that's fine. If you can only do a mile, that's fine, you know, but you can build on that and just take baby steps to build on that. So if you're doing one mile around the lake um, and with a hundred foot elevation gain or 50 foot elevation gain, maybe next time you go out, do a mile and a quarter and do a hundred foot elevation gain, you know, figure out what your gauge is by taking small steps like that. And if you're having fun then keep doing it. Very cool. Nelson, thank you so much for coming on. Um, if people wanted to follow you and see all that you're doing, where would they go? Uh, probably TikTok is where I'm most active right now. Uh, but if you actually want to message me, uh, probably, definitely message me message me on instagram um it's probably even a faster reply than my email right now but that's fat black and getting it on tiktok and instagram and uh yeah i'll I'll reply back fast i promise sweet nelson thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with the hiker podcast listeners thank you so much for having me i'm uh, actually a pretty big fan i people say i'm funny but i don't think i'm funny when i actually see funny people i definitely respect them and laugh and you are definitely one of the funniest guys i've seen out there. i appreciate that i just i just skip around that's all i do <laughs> I, bu- I bought a bear costume the other day that that's that's new for TikTok. i saw but... that one i saw that one and don't say you just skip around because your skipping is more magical than i've almost ever seen <laughs> oh thank you so much dustin i appreciate that no problem Thank you so much for listening the whole way through. Now, I want to make sure you all have followed Nelson. Fat Black and Getting Lit. You want to follow him on TikTok and Instagram. You might be saying, Andy, I don't have a TikTok. Well, go onto the app store of your particular phone device. Get TikTok, create an account, and follow him. His stuff is just that good. I'm excited to see what he's doing, how he's encouraging so many 
in the outdoor spaces. It's it's I'm I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. It's it's cool. It's really cool. He's a cool guy, and uh, I know that our paths are definitely going to be crossing in the future. So, once again, I do have to thank our sponsor, Sawyer Products, Kanaka Outdoors, CS Instant Coffee, along with a Patreon like you. Thank you all so much for for helping me and the show out. It's awesome. Um, if you want to uh, listen to the music that you're currently listening to, go to the Spotify playlist. You'll find it there. You'll probably find it there with lyrics, though. I have the lyric-free version. Why? Because trying to talk over lyrics is difficult. And so I get all my music license from Musicbed, and they offer a no-lyric instrumental-only version. So there you go. Go to hikerpodcast.com for all the different ways to listen to the podcast. And I just want to, again, thank you all for being so amazing to the show and to me. Tell your friends about it. If you have suggestions for the show as far as, like, guests or topics of conversation, you can hit me up, Andy, at HikerPodcast.com. You can also leave an Apple Podcast rating and review. It helps the show out a ton. Share it on all the various social media networks. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast.